All right, welcome to a Thursday night, and we know what that means. It's a let's join out. Yeah, from back for another week. Uh, I, I, all my weeks are blurring into one because I have worked this weekend, but not everyone has. We've joined by this week, NJ. Hello, I'm NJ. Good evening. How you doing? I'm good. Very well. Yeah, good, good, good. We were also joined by Tony, who had a week off last week. I hope he got some flying in. Tony? Is Tony there? Oh, I can only hear you. I oh. <laughs> we can hardly hear you. But I, you know, you did actually post a picture oh, on. Uh, internet, it's gone back. You did Wait. post a picture on your internet. No, no, you posted your picture of uh, a certain place in the south that was nice and sunny and some like rolling hills that I was very jealous of as I was at my office desk. But hopefully, you've got some flying in, even if your internet's not working. And also joined by. Uh, RC Addict. Uh, welcome, RC Addict. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'll be back. Tony, welcome back. We might, I mean, hopefully we can uh, get you on the show tonight. Because it's, yeah, good to be back. So this weekend, I, I did my bit for community service, hopefully, investing enough time and for free community service, I call it, teaching kids how to fly these things. And often giving it, I think it was about over 100 kids their first flying experience. And they loved it, as they should. So hopefully now all the parents will be involved and everything like that. So hopefully, even though I'm knackered and it is actually treacherous work, uh, you know, risking life and, and limb, um, yeah, which is a good thing uh, for that, I think. What have you been yeah. up to, NJ? Uh, yeah, just still head down, trying to get through a gazillion reviews of things. So uh, yeah, I've got some interesting bits and pieces on the on the bench to, to look at. So yeah, maybe we'll talk about some of those uh, a little bit later. Yeah, um, I think we have to get you down to teach these kids a bit better. I mean, your tutorial videos are a bit lacking these days. I think we need some more of these tutorial videos. Yeah. I'm, wait, I'm waiting on the weather. That's my excuse right now. The weather is <laughs> it was beautiful well, I was yesterday. It was beautiful. I was thinking yesterday. we could just show your videos. It was actually, yeah. yeah. Well, my, my quad's been down and out actually. I've had one problem, but in, in the effort of trying to fix it, it was basically just wigging out. If I did like left and right, it would just cut out and reboot and fall to the ground. And I, I was trying to work out what it was, but in the event of actually trying to fix it with one thing, I actually caused another problem, which threw me out for another day or two. And it was just a, a tiny blob of solder on the back of a connector as I was trying to make repairs whilst it was in the quad. And, and you're short. It's flying again. I'm, yeah, it was a sunny day, and it's like I need to fly, but there's nothing. This is why you need a, a nice, modest thirty or forty quads at any one time. Yeah. Exactly. So you, can, you can take care of problems like this. You just throw one away and you pick up the next one and carry on. But yeah, so no, you, I, okay. I was supposed to go out uh, and fly today with Karma FBV uh, Bruno, which I was very much looking forward to because um, that's usually hilarious and we'd end up pushing each other to yeah. do stupid new maneuvers and, and have fun. But yeah, the, the wind has been like 20 mile per hour and, and climbed throughout the day. So we had to call it off. But next sunny day, hopefully. Um, but, you know, I shouldn't complain about the weather, or any of us shouldn't out here in uh, the UK, because, uh, Seth, now, your weather, every time I look at your videos, there's always a, quite a lot of snow around, so, and that looks like pretty cold, snowy weather for you. So, uh, where, whereabouts in the world are you? Uh, Pennsylvania, United States. Right, okay, and what's the average temperature like this time of year? 
Uh, for the past week, it's been between 10 and 30, and that's Fahrenheit. So, Right, okay. So uh, enough to get cold fingers. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, that sounds pretty horrific. It's second sin and you can't even... And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, how you got into the hobby, because obviously you're uh, yeah you're probably a little bit younger than Jay and I. Uh, but you know, how, what 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 drew you to doing the quadcopter thing? How long ago did you did you get into it? Uh, it was about two years ago when I uh, my one friend we were camping. He had a it was like a DJI four fifty or something, just sort of a big aerial quad that he built. Um, and I saw that and I immediately, when we got home, bought a, uh, RC helicopter, just like a little, I think it was four channel, three channel, something like that. Um, and then after that, I got a couple of those and then I saw Flying Ryan, um, on YouTube. He did a lot of toy reviews of quads and stuff. He still does them. And, uh, I started getting some quads based on his videos and then I talked to him a little bit and then I started my channel based off of his, basically started reviewing a bunch of toy things in it grew from there right amazing and and you're at what now for about 12,000 subscribers I think somewhere in that region uh, yeah fantastic wow. that's, that's, uh, yeah you've done, done really well in that amount of time sorry about my iPad going off I'm gonna have to shut it up in a minute um, <laughs> so uh, what what steered you towards the racing quads because I mean I was similar actually I, I the first quad that I I built and got into was an old DJI 450 and, and sort of built as a camera platform as it were um, but you know what steered you towards the the mini quad scene and you know what was your first experience with that was it also through Ryan's channel or was there was there some other way that, that caught your eye um, he he doesn't like to uh, he doesn't like really I mean he does hobby grade stuff but he doesn't like to build at all so he only buys like ready to fly stuff but uh, Bruce from RC model reviews his um, CMR 250 build videos a couple of years ago that he did or a year ago something like that that's what I followed. I first built my ZMR250 because I basically just wanted more power and to go faster. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the same things we all want all the time that never goes away. Yeah, yeah, I think we, yeah, again, Bruce at uh, RC Model Reviews, I, I'm sure he's responsible for getting many, many people into the hobby. Yeah, what a yeah. great, what a great chance everyone says, ZMR250, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there was a time when they were quite hard to get hold of, weren't they? The, the ZMR two fifties, and can you the still get them now? Yeah. Can you still get them now? Well, Does well, I think I think one of mine's still in the river, <laughs> so you can probably find them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't think they still make them, do they? I, they may. I, I guess the evolution of these things is so quick. We quickly forget these old favourites that. Of yesteryear, you can still buy the ZMR style frame for like eighteen dollars on Banggood, yeah, and eBay a lot. A legitimate one or a clone one? <laughs> oh well, they're all clones, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, clones of clones. It's pretty mad. I, you know, I was uh, I noticed because obviously it got it got published in a few different places. The uh, the the clone that GetRC have done of the Obsession, mm. um, which has just recently come yeah. out, and you know. You know, it annoys me more. I mean, it should annoy you anyway. But when you see so much love goes into the design of these things, and the designers should get their money for their great work, and then you know, the 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 copies are just so shameless, aren't they? You know, they, there's no. They, they might change a colour here and there, or maybe the the end of the arm design, but they'll 
pretty much outright say, yep, we'll, we'll have that. We'll knock it out cheaper and we'll sell a ton of them. So, yeah. So. And often I think people getting into the hobby might think, well, I'll buy two of them for the same cost of one. That way, if I break one, I've got this. And I suppose the clones never match the same build quality of the original that the love's been, you know. No. Yeah, that's very Indeed. true. Very true. Often the carbon parts aren't nearly as uh, nearly as nice. You know, no, the, yeah. kind of the how compact and tight the weave is, and the carbon is often often quite inferior. Although you know they have got better, um, but yeah, you, you, you're not really getting the same uh, the same thing as the designer intended it. I don't think. Mm. But uh, yeah, what can you do? I saw a post by uh, I'd be crazy Alex Grieve the other day about his new um, ion antennas. They're really small and uh, about people cloning his designs. He said he spent like $55,000 and like 6,000 yeah. hours on these things and they got cloned in a week or whatever. Yeah, I guess that's the I, thing. Ironically, though, I, the I, of it. ironically, of that, most cost was the legal fees and the patents costs. Two things that don't really safeguard yeah. against it other than in a legal sense and I, I've read that with interest and yeah it's a shame isn't it because then not only the manufacturer but all the, that that was only a small subset of it of cost wise so yeah I mean is it is it worth it if you're gonna day. spend if it's just gonna get cloned anyway so mm. yeah it's a tricky one I think you know you hear stories of these uh, factories in China if they do ever get you know enough legal weight against them a lot of these companies will just simply close down uh, and, and disappear off the face of the earth for, for a week and then uh, a brand new one opens up next door and it's under a different name and probably all the same people doing doing something else. Doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's I think it's a very, very tough thing to uh, to do anything about. Um, you know, that's, but surely that's then the only way to tackle it is for the buyer to not buy these claim products. But Yeah, you can that's, that's uh, try and, you know, yeah, you can try and pull on the heartstrings of the people that are, are buying it, but I guess that at the end of the day, the budget's the budget. If you've got the money there to build a clone and get airborne and fly, or it's a case of waiting yeah. another month and a half before you've got the funds to buy the original stuff, you know, the temptation's there, isn't it? And people want to get airborne. I can I can see how it happens, but I always try and encourage if you can't, if you got, you know, if that's your budget, if you can't afford it, and you've got to go the clone route, and this was something that I, I try and suggest whenever I talk about flight controllers like the SPF three clones and whatever, I always say, look, if you're happy with it, wait, it's all worked out. Just go and donate to Dominic Clifton. Go and just drop some donation money into the to the designers. At least it's something um, that they won't get a return on any other way. Yeah. Um, so that's that's all you can do really is just try and encourage that a little bit more. But um, yeah, I guess it's one of those things. So um, Seth, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, uh, it's really nice to see in your, your videos, which I don't often see in a lot of other review videos, you do, uh, you know, you're, you're a great line of sight flyer. And, and you know, that's one of the things that uh, for me, I, I used to fly 3D helicopters, which is obviously all line of sight. And it's been so long since I've done it now, that I think my line of sight actually sucks pretty bad now <laughs> these days. I've spent all my time in, in the goggles. Um, Can I watch you fly your heli? <laughs> yeah, I'll end up in pieces. But um, yeah, I noticed you 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 really make a point of doing a good line of sight flight with all of your builds. And uh, do do you specifically spend time practicing that? Is there a specific draw to line of sight flying that you have? Because you know people people comment on it. 
A specific what? Sorry, it came cut out. Sorry, is there? Um, is that what's the draw of line of sight flying for you? Is it is it something that you regularly practice that you want to be as good at doing that as the FPV? How's your what's your feeling on the line of sight stuff? Uh, I just think it's cool to be able to see it because if you're flying through the goggles, I mean FPV is cool, but to actually see it, you know, fly through the air, I think that's definitely like a lot with. Um, uh, 3D helicopters, you can, you could fly in FPV, but it's a lot better to fly in line of sight, and it's just another cool aspect to it, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. And your uh, your latest uh, line of sight flight with the B6 was was. It looks like that thing's loaded. It's, it seems pretty hot. Mm -hmm. Looks like it's gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun when you do go in the goggles with it. Have you actually flown it FPV yet? I'm sure the temptation must have got you. Uh, no, I haven't because I've just been so busy with other videos. I was actually just um, here. It is right here testing out these new props. Ah, oh, these. Yeah. Right, okay. These How have you found those? Power ones. Um, I did the the uh, line of sight flight with the beast here right before. Uh, they're coming on for this, and I found them to be really, really good. Really? How interesting. Like they, I've heard people um, say like they a snap to them. Very responsive. But um, they weren't quite as high speed. Right. Um, so they're a little bit slower, maybe, in the full top end, but these are 2300 kV motors. Um, but they definitely seemed pretty efficient because my battery, I didn't. I don't have a current meter on this one. Um, that's I'm going to be testing later, maybe after this, but um, my battery definitely seemed to like them, even at four minutes of flying pretty hard there. Wow, four minutes. That's quite good. That yes, is, that's very good. Yeah, sorry, Tony, what were you saying? I've uh, heard a couple of people saying they shatter quite easily. Like on full punch mm -hmm. out, some of them have been shattering. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So they can't handle the, uh, the RPM. No. Yeah, that. That could be that the, uh, the centrifugal, centripetal force, I guess. So I've only ever had it happen once, actually, where I've uh, where I've been flying along, and it was with a ZMX V3 2600 kV, and it was it was actually a Dow prop. I was flying along, and yeah, just smashed. Literally, it just threw a, threw. A, through everything, and the hub was just left on the motor, um, which was quite funny when I when I went over to look at it. But wow. I've only ever had, ever had it happen once, but I guess it can. And I suppose if they've had previous fractures or something from crash damage. I mean, I've lost a whole prop uh, of the cyclones recently, but only after I've knocked it a few times. But yeah, I don't know. I'm keen to try some of these here, but yeah, I've yeah. heard similar things as well, Tony. But I, I think temperature as well will be uh, a big factor. Those things as well. The colder it is, the worse it's going to be. By the way, we've got people in the chat, yeah. and the Guinness says that from AliExpress you can buy a ZMR clone for seven dollars or seven pounds, I think. <laughs> there you go. Wow. So this wow. making the clone seven pounds. Yeah. And a few shout-outs to Zero TV, a Striker, Striker, and a few others that always join in the chat. Thanks. So, so you were saying, Seth? Ah, okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I guess. Uh, Building that, I see. I want to start racing, and the 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 point does come too whether um, you buy two quads quite cheap and fly that way, and you know if you crash one, you still got a spare, or you buy one that's going to be built like a tank, but like a fossil, and that's the the, the point of the ZMRs. Yeah, I've, yeah, I, I, I'm going to start thinking about trying the racing thing. Uh, 
I'm more inclined to do it with my 130 than I am with my 200s. I love all my 200s too much, and I know I'm going to I'm going to be bringing home pieces of my favourite quads if I start racing them. Although, but shouldn't uh, they be in a different class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should, yeah it, should. it should be 130 class. That's the one. That's the one I want to go in. I, I, I fly that <laughs> one with, with much less fear than I do with my my nicer 200s. Um, but I, I do want to start giving that more of a go. Um, and Seth, is that so, something you're interested lucky. in? Or? Yeah. Mm, sorry. Sorry. Uh, just saying. Is so, that I, something? I, I mean, we were just. <laughs> go on, Jay. The one thing. No, no, I was just saying, yeah, well, racing in general, but he was, uh, NJ was just saying that he'd like to fly the 130s because he could probably take home less pieces. But do you get to race over there? I mean, do you get to fly in, in people setting up courses locally or anything like that? Do you have to travel very far to join a race? Or uh, a race I don't, like a I've only ever flown with one person before out in Pittsburgh because I kind of live in wow. nowhere and I'm only, I'm only 17, so I don't have any you know friends from work or anything like that. And I don't really want to tell people at school about like my channel and stuff, which is why I'm on Facebook and stuff. I have a fake name, but um, definitely this summer I do. I joined a couple multi GP chapters, uh, a couple hours away, but I definitely want to do try and race or even just go to meetups this year. Yeah, we're quite lucky, I suppose. The UK it's such a small country, full of lots of people that most people do get that, but. I suppose it's it's a downside because we don't get the spots to fly as often. But on the plus side, we you know yeah. have race events. You must have the you have the obviously the, the lovely areas to fly with nobody around, sort of clear frequencies and everything. Surely, yeah, yeah. And I suppose within what was your fear about not telling anyone at the school then? Did, can I have a ghost syndrome or is it something else? Um. I just, I don't know, if I was only doing, like, uh, mini quad stuff, like, I'd probably be okay with it, and maybe just FPV videos, not necessarily reviews, but, like, the older toy reviews, I don't really uh, like, like, I wouldn't like to share those, I don't think they're very good. <laughs> I suppose that's it, most, from what I've learned, is most people see anything that flies as something cool, regardless of size or how it came, and people will spend good money on rubbish helicopters and rubbish toy things that they get from shops of, of like, one channel, you know? So people generally love mm -hmm. things that fly, so that's what I'd say, but I guess maybe it's different over there. Yeah. So what, what RC stuff were you into before the, uh, the quadcopters came along, Seth? Uh, basically just toy quads. I start once I started out helicopters, but I kind of when I was building my channel a little bit more in the beginning, I tried to get like a car, a plane, a quad, just try to vary stuff. So I had more um, spanning there. But then it basically was just all toy quads, and then I built the ZMR250, and then I flew that, and it was immediately much better than anything I've ever ever flown. So I just built up from there basically, and now I'm pretty much not taking any toy stuff anymore. Just all hobby green. Yeah, that's that's a, a, a very good shout. I'm kind of the same in terms of just trying to pick because, uh, you know, I'm sure you're the same. You get sent a lot of links of uh, stuff that these companies want to promote, and it's uh, you've <laughs> got to make sure that, that that what you receive is something that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be good content for, for your subscribers. You don't want to be putting um, stuff up there just for the sake just of advertisements, it. Advertisements, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think that's that's necessarily the way to go. What have you got um, coming up on your channel? Is there anything interesting you've got coming in for review that you're excited about reviewing? Um, I got new ESCs for the Holy Bro Shuriken X1 because mine kept having uh, yaw twitches and desyncs. Um, so hope they came out with a new ESC that I, they sent for me to put it on because I know a lot of people were having the issues with it and um, testing those out maybe tomorrow to see if they fix the issues. Okay, that's interesting. And they, they acknowledged it was uh, an ESC problem as opposed to uh, anything else. Yeah, because yeah, okay. it uses the uh, Raptor, or the, I think, Flycolor Raptor 30 amp, and they said it had some firmware issue. Right, gotcha. Okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I... I well, I got this today in the post, but I did a review on the uh, UB130 because I'm massively into my 130s now. And uh, one of the, I, I actually got sent some spares for this. And this is actually quite a cool little combination here um, that comes with this. It's an SPF3 that are rebranded by, well, assembled by Awesome. Mm. And it's uh, it's got the VTX built into uh, where is it? Yeah, the VTX is built into the sit on the other side, onto the flight controller. Um, so you end up getting a uh, a little SMA to to put on that, and then it direct connects to this guy, which is a BL Heli S uh, 20 amp by four, um, which is a really nice little package for a 130. Um, so yeah, that's. I'm quite excited to uh, to load that up. I'm, I think this is going to be the future now. These uh, combination boards, um, seeing more and more stuff just, yeah. just coming out like that, and it just keeps the deck nice and low and keeps all the wiring a bit simpler. So tidy. Um, yeah, and there's a lot to be said for it. I think you know, it gives you more space in there. You can just get By it the way. Get, get a neater build. So I think that's probably the way forward. You know, every time that bing goes off, a quad dies then, Jay. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to, who am I going to say? Who's messaging me? I hope there's no more quads dying in the middle of this show tonight. Fast, it seems like the second I come on the show, everyone wants to get to ask me quads. Uh, yeah, he does have Is that the um, same flight controller and ESC that comes with the 130? Because that looks a lot like it, the um, that, those two boards there. Yeah, so those two are the ones that come with the UV-130. Um, but yeah, I was sent a set of spares because uh, I was just... Uh, well, just I, offer I, it separate now, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think they're uh, I think they're going to be perfect. I've got another 130 here to build, actually, an Atto frame, um, which is uh, from iDrone, the iDrone guys. So um, I think I'll probably be putting that into that. And then I've got that XF. Hang on, now let me think what it is. It's the F3E XSR, F3E XSR by FR Sky, and that is the uh, uh, flight controller with the XSR built into it. So I'm going to be putting that into the oh, Revo, cool, yeah. uh, Revo frame, which is hiding somewhere, um, which is the new Fossil Stuffs frame um, for the build for that. Which should be Speaking of fossil stuff, what are you flying these days, Tony? Are you there? I'll check your levels if you. Oh, I'm here. But, yeah, what are you, what, what are you flying? Because you've had a few different boards these days, haven't you? What did you settle in the I'm end? I'm the schizo board at the moment, which I'm yeah. really loving 
uh, race flight one. Yeah. Good. How long have you been flying it? Um, about two weeks. Okay. And so how, have you mounted that? I'm really, really mounted? enjoying it. Uh, it comes soft mounted. Oh, it's the one with the, the gummies on the corners, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in my Revo and I've been starting to do freestyle. No. Whoa. Where's the uploads, yeah, man? man. Okay. Next, next, you're going to say you're also flying at line of sight. No, I, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll crash it line of sight. I, um, okay, just a bit back. Tony flew FPV before he could fly line of sight, but he has actually can fly line of sight now. Just proven. Only a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and I've been crashing today. I've been racing through some trees, um, and I've been crashing the fossil stuff. This hit a tree about 60 today twice the yeah, trunk or a branch on. the trunk wow <laughs> i was flying in the monks the tree thing. yeah twice these what, are so good these things what size is that one that's the um 180 210 yeah yeah, they are built like tanks, those things. I remember the last time I was down in Brighton seeing a few guys, including Clinton actually from last week, flying one of those and just absolutely slamming it into the ground and it just survives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, bear with me one second. Uh, what is that? Sharon wants to see the beast. So, with the customer, the beast. Oh, that's unplug my head. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. So yeah, there's the there's the beast as Sharon has asked in its current form with its uh with its tiger esque. You can see how, this is you know the weather's been bad here, right? Because I've, I've been <laughs> at home painting up my canopies. So yeah. there we go. That's where we're on again the uh, the revolt in there, uh, soft mounted. But yeah, I know Seth's got one of these as well, obviously, and he's been throwing that around. Is yours the hand or probably not? I think Raceflight are doing a 4-in-1 ESC where you can just clip the um, revolt on top. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't there an announcement thing, thing that they either were doing or did on Slack recently, I think? So, yeah, that may have been for that because they've got a 4-in-1 micro size, haven't they? Yeah already i think but a full-size one that'd be interesting is that the one that you can individually swap out the escs as well because there's, um, there's a couple that allow you to do that now isn't there like you sold the four part or two parts together so i think and that that's one thing because that's well how often do you find esc and how often do you find more than one not often but it's still cheaper it should be cheaper to buy it but i don't know i like to try it i've not tried gone down that route mainly because i've never tried four in one but i'm gonna try the plug-in board. It's Revo Bill, just to keep the arms completely clean. Hmm. It pulled straight in. That's all you do, just clip it in and it's set up. So when are you doing your next Revo build? Um, I'll, I'll get Bradders to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so uh, Ektraz asks, says Clinton, uh, is the QX7 available anywhere in the UK? Um, I think it's either, I think it's T9 Hobby Sport, 
I think have stock of them at the minute. I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, it's a little tricky to get hold of at the minute. Um, I know uh, a lot of free, free Sky stuff is, but yeah, the QX7 is a little tricky to grab at the minute. And obviously, those M9 gimbals are not very easy to get hold of either. Um, but that, that second production run of those is meant to be shipping out to people now uh, overseas. So hopefully, everyone with a Tyrannus can, that wants them can, can order them and get them fairly soon. But they are very, very nice gimbals. I've been very happy with those. I think they're a worthwhile upgrade for the price. I'll, I'll definitely be doing it to the QX7 when, when they uh, release those gimbals for sure. Excellent. I think the other thing about the shipping now is they're still, we're still feeling the ramifications of the Chinese New Year shutdown. So a lot of the production runs have only just started up for a lot of the stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah, oh, well, you know what, though? I propose that we take we set a day for the official drone season starting, and it's maybe the day the clocks change in the UK. But didn't that just, didn't that yeah. just happen on Sunday? No, it doesn't happen for a little while yet. Uh, <laughs> I always get yeah, are you all your clocks out there? Is there an excuse for being yeah. late to everything? Yeah, exactly. Like, look at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I, I'm weather changing. So, Tony, yeah. Tony what, what were you uh, saying to me earlier? There's, there's some, some race information that you you were going to, to give us. Uh, I series starts Saturday in uh, the Nottingham in Marina. You know, the new place that was just opened. Yeah, that's the isn't that the permanent race yeah. venue indoors that you can yeah, use? Well, right. use. Yeah. Yes. Do, do you it know much? Really of, I mean, yeah, I've seen a few different people doing the, the same circuit because it's a set circuit at the moment. But presumably they can change it and mix it up. I'm pretty sure they can change all the gates right. and stuff. Um, I might talk yeah. to one of the lads and see if we can get him on and have a chat maybe next week. Yeah, because I mean, it's an inspiration to potentially other unused warehouses to be used for such a thing and but it'd be interesting to know about how they perceive it as a model and how would do they see it working without it costing a fortune if you have one of the place to run all these events it'd be great, but yeah it would do so and insurances typically yeah but have they do, yeah do, do you know anything about how they, if they fix the multi-python then have you seen any dvr footage of the not place? sure i've seen some um i've seen some videos and it doesn't look too bad hmm Better than some places that I've been to. And... I think you didn't. I see a, some nine-year-old doing reasonably good circuits around that that place. Yeah, F, uh, FPV. Uh, I think his name's Adam. FPV kid. I think he's nine. Awesome. He's quite fast. Another so one. I think I'm going to join the Sunday, the Sunday League race circuit. <laughs> Sunday <laughs> League. Yeah. We call it Jay. Yeah. The old timers league. Yeah. Oh wow. It's just kids' reactions, man. They're so so much faster than ours. Well, at this this drone flying thing, I did say, you know, anyone that plays computer games is usually an advantage because of this. So it's an excuse. Ah, oh, the the delight on these kids' faces here, and it's good to be able to fly drones to play games. Yeah. I guess on the so. uh, uh, Seth, do you use any simulators? Have you got a sim or a favourite simulator? Uh, I tried a long time ago. I got uh, Free Rider, and then I bought the uh, full version of it, not the new one because it hadn't come out back then. I also bought uh, Liftoff for twenty dollars, and I was just uh, Free Rider was all right, just to have fun. But I never found it 
real anything that I thought I could improve on because it just didn't feel real enough. Even with tweaking the physics and then lift off, I just I didn't like lift off at all. But that was quite a long time ago. Like they've had a lot of updates since then, so it probably is better now. I think That's today well, they they mentioned they, they've incorporated beta flight into lift off, so you can. I think they're going to be. Right. I don't think in, in just yet. I did actually well, load yeah, it up. It is a beta. I loaded yeah. it up today because I haven't been on lift off uh, for probably six or seven months um, for the very same reason as Seth. I just thought it the, the physics felt. Actually, I thought the very first time I tried lift off, it was actually quite good. It was good. And then I found yep. the, the physics actually, yep. they broke the physics. For me, personally, it just didn't feel right. I didn't like the way the rates and expo, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any kind of super expo in there. But I guess that's going to come with the bait flight code being dropped in. But, yeah, the, the controller itself didn't feel that great. Um, and that was again, although a lot of great visual improvements when I tried it today, same problem. Um, one that seems to be closer for me, uh, well, there's two. Uh, one is Velocidrome, which uh, I think is uh, excellent, and that, that can really be tweaked to feel good, and the, uh, the areas you fly are great. And the other one is... The newest uh, update for that, especially. Yeah, FPV events, the other one as well. That's that's very good. Um, so, yeah, those, those two are quite... Freerider, I liked recharged. I thought that was very good for what it was. Um, yeah, that's good. It's well optimized as well, actually. I think there needs to be something said for mm. that. Not everyone's got an amazing gaming rig that they can uh, can can crank out uh, on these on these different simulators. You know, uh, Freerider is just something that seemed to run on absolutely everything and look half decent. Um, so yeah, kudos to them. And you could get it for your phone. You could Android. You could use an OTG cable, plug your Tyrannus into your phone, and do on-the-go FPV freerider, which I think is kind of cool. Have you done that? Um, I may have done it just to try it out. Obviously, it'd be a bit weird to sit on the train and you know crack your Tyrannus out, get a bit of practice in. Um, I've done it on the train with a, a laptop, but not my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's long journey sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, thankfully, we got more flying time these days over here. But I, I don't know. There's something to be said for the, even the rainy days. And I, I've been a fan of simulators. When I first used liftoff, like most people, found it good, and then it went down. But lately, when I tried it, it was pretty good on the racing side of things, but not the freestyle. Whereas I think Velocidrone seems to, for me, cover all boxes. And with their latest update with the country park with trees that look like proper trees. It's it's by far the best map and best simulator for that. Yeah, we, we had a lot. Of, we we all went Apparently. and had a session together on that, didn't we? It was a lot, yeah. quite a lot of fun. And I think, well, I was. I don't even know why I'm saying this because everyone's just going to go and destroy it now. I think I was around thirtieth. Uh. The car park, uh, the car park track, the two official park. one. And yeah. I think yeah, it's probably already dropped to like 130. But yeah, I was I was somewhere on the leaderboards there for that one for a very small amount of time. But yeah, Video Jones didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the time's there. The time's there. I can I can vouch for that. But I will just take the opportunity while I've got it here in front of me to show off my custom paint job. I don't know who's actually. Um, I think I know Seth's got a custom job on his, but. Um, yeah, this has made me love my X9D again because I was getting Aww, kind of. Uh, that's a good. Yeah, it's it's kind of. I mean, fade of black. Now the reason I mention it is because uh, 
um, Jack has just mentioned in the comment, why did I go for Vauxhall black and not some sports car color? And the reason was, <laughs> it was the first color I looked at and thought, that looks really nice and it's got pearlescent in the name. So that's why I went for it. Um, but yeah, Vauxhall's not, you know, nothing wrong so with Vauxhall. bling bling in the name, did you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it depends what you ask that question, you see, if it's on the table. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it does look very good. Although, I, I mean, I tried to portray that in a smiley face on it, but you didn't like my smiley face that I posted the picture of. It's a good, it's a good, good uh, job. Yeah, thanks so much for that. Uh, Seth, what did, you, <laughs> what did you do with yours? Was yours hydro dipped or did you paint yours? Uh, here's mine. Wow. Okay, that looks like a much so, more complicated paint job than mine. I just took the um, electronics out and took the shell and taped the top parts so they wouldn't get and I spray painted it black and then I uh, took some green spray paint into a cup and then just sh shook it and splattered it on there and then some clear coats there after yeah it's amazing the how the clear coat just really pulls it all together that's why the best part at the end you get the clear coat on and all of a sudden it looks just so much <laughs> just pulls it all together really nicely uh, yeah I, I did that because I saw Avery FPV did a tutorial on it, so I just followed that. He did his in silver and orange, I think. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think that and the hydro dipping just, it's, you know, very rewarding if you get it to work. I'm sure it's, it's, you know, they, they can be frustrating, but I mean, at least buying a spare shell for the Tyrannus is super cheap. You can probably get a couple and, you know, do a couple of them, and it only takes 20 minutes to pull it apart. Um, but I think uh, it does makes it. Brings it back into a more modern look, I think now. And uh, if it's only now, twenty minutes, M9 you can do mine. <laughs> it doesn't. It, honestly, it doesn't take that long. It really doesn't. Um, you just got to be patient. Well, the, do you know what the thing that I I suggest? Just me in twenty minutes. Uh, well, the, do you know what it is? It was probably because I just pull the thing apart every five minutes. Um, the thing I did was just numbering everything on the back, so you know what order I put things in and which way around all the switches go. Because that's the worst thing, you pull the switch loom out and then you go and put it back and you can't remember which way up the switch was or, you know, you can put the trim tabs in the wrong way up as well, which is obviously another, you don't want to do that and then find out. To get into bootloader mode, you've got to hold the trim tabs outwards or something. Um, so yeah, just get a, get a Sharpie and mark numbers on everything and then it's uh, it doesn't take long at all. Um, so just to recap, then we've had, we've had a lot of rubbish weather because not only have you painted done your tiger cowl on the, the beast X, you've done your Tyrannus paint job. You're going to start coloring in your props and stuff next. What's next? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've run out of things to paint, so I'd need the weather to get good now. <laughs> Otherwise, other things are going to suffer in my household. I might start redecorating <laughs> my new love of painting during bad weather. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a bit erratic at the minute, but well, I think the weekend looks good. So hopefully, we can get out and do, do a bit more flying. But, um, yeah. yeah, what can you do? But we had no snow, whereas Seth had, has lots of snow. We, we've had absolutely really got none this year, did we? I think just a dusting in a few places. Well, no, I mean, I, I always wanted to at least have one snowy flight, whether even if it shorted out everything when I landed, I just wanted to have that one potential opportunity, but there's no snow whatsoever in this neck of the woods this year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, just a couple of other little uh, questions, Seth. I wanted to ask you. So, what's your what's your favourite flight controller at the minute? Because obviously you've got a lot of quads lining up over there. What what one do you go? What's your go-to flight controller? 
it has been for a long time the X Racer V 3.1. Uh, it's actually in the B series. You won't be able to see it really, but it's in there um, because it has an MPU 6000 gyro, which isn't as sensitive to uh, the vibrations, so you didn't have to soft mount anything. Indeed. And um, just it can run 8K, 8K, which is anyways. And it was just it was like less than 30 bucks on FPV models, so. I bought a couple of them, but someone actually told me that they're discontinuing it for some reason. So that sucks. But I also did the Furious FPV Radiance, which is like the same, except it has um, sort of instead of little through holes, it has rails or pads like the KISS flight controller does, which are a lot easier to solder to. And it has built in 5 and 12 volt regulators. So you don't need, if you use a form on ESC, you don't need a power distribution board, which is like my Raptor 210 I built, I did with the Quadrant ESCs. Fantastic. Great. And that's the name of the uh, PDB we were trying to think of earlier, the Quadrant. So that's the one with the four sections that all go together and you can oh, take okay. them out. I didn't, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> mind. My uh, Raptor is, it's having sort of, they're like, kind of mid-throttle oscillations. I posted a couple Instagram videos of flight footage showing it. I've been trying to get them out for a couple weeks. I've tried countless things on it, but it hasn't come out yet. So I'm talking to the guy who designed the frame because he knows a lot about electrical stuff more than I do. And he thinks it's probably an issue with the ESCs themselves. So if I'm going to try D-Shot 300 on them because right now I'm just running multi-shot. And if that doesn't fix it, I'm going to put some other form one in that they're going yeah no that's fair enough and have you got any uh any particular battery as a favorite because i'm guessing if you're in the cold a lot you probably really have to get good premium batteries to uh to resist the cold mm. temperatures i use the uh turnigy graphene oops oh, okay or s1365 c um I mean, they're they're heavy. They're like 177 grams, so they're definitely heavy. They bring all my weights up by 20 over something like uh, Thunder or yeah, Thunder Power, which is like 150 something like that, because of the plates in them. But I found them to be extremely durable. I've knocked off of rocks on the ground, like a a big rock in my last video, and didn't even put a dent in it. They hold the power the entire flight, and I just really like them. So I got five of them. That's all I have right now. It's all my batteries. Yeah, no, they're a good choice. I've been been luckily enough uh, sent a uh, 5S version of that battery to uh, to, to oh, have a play with. Okay. Um, I was and, wondering which 5S you got. Yeah, it was. It was the uh, the Turnigy Graphene. So, yeah, I've had a couple of quick goes. Um, it completely throws out your throttle position. So all of the maneuvers you spent hours and hours learning to muscle memory. All goes straight out the window when you put a 5s on your quad. Um, it, it does make you smile quite a lot uh, when you punch out and you know you're you're in the stratosphere within a few seconds. But um, yeah, it's very cool. Just imagine 6s. I know. I've seen some videos of, of some 6s stuff that's been posted on Rotor Riot, and it just looks like someone's fast forwarding the you know the the video. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, that is a real test of the props. I mean, you've you've. I think when you get a 6S, you've actually got to think about making a 6S setup as in, you know, like 2000 KV motors and, you know, actually gearing it for the job of being on that voltage. Um, Maddie's stunts, I think he runs 2600 KV. You see, he that, does almost all 6S. That's just mad. 
that guy's setups, I, they just don't make sense. Every time I see his setup, I look right. at it and go, this breaks all the rules. It should just explode when you push, hit the throttle to the top. Because I heard he was even running like 20, 20 amp, 20 amp ESCs at one point on one success setup. And I was like, I mean, you take the, the voltage up, the current draw should actually go down. So uh, there is an argument for that. But either way, like 2600 kV on success voltage is just straight up nuts. Like all that should be left is it should just scream and then there should just be some little propeller hubs left on each motor and an explosion. Uh, his yeah. his uh, setups are extremely light though. So I'd probably, and again, the props can unload a lot easier. He definitely yeah. tries to get his weights down. If it, yeah, that will definitely help. If, you, if you've got lighter disc loading, that will make a, uh, that will definitely make a difference. So um, yeah, you know, that's starting to bug me more and more these days actually is trying to, I didn't think I'd ever really care about saving 10 grams here and 10 grams there but you know because i see some people say like oh i've completely changed all the screws from steel to like titanium or you know they're, they're swapping stuff out to go for the lightest possible setup and I'm, it never used to bother me and it is starting to bother me like I'm, I'm starting to want to get the quad as light as i can and you know mr steel's like that he's, he's always going on about i won't use this TP, tpu mount because it's you know eight grams heavier than the way I'm using it at the minute with a piece of foam and some other things. And I'm like, sit there and think for eight yeah, grams. Those, those mounts are like 20 grams. They add up. So they, they do. It yeah. does have a point versus a three gram foam wedge. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, I didn't think that would bother me as much as it, as it does now. And I'm, I'm starting to look at the quad and these combination boards and all these things that can just add up, so, you know, add up to a, a significant weight saving. I think they're probably, mm worth considering okay some ideas for you i think you need to start drilling your standoffs yeah that's number one and i think you need to stop putting paint on them then because that's gonna have weight <laughs> oh i can sacrifice a, a gram of paint. oh so vanity vanity <laughs> wins for weight <laughs> well, hold on a second I've, I've read somewhere that uh the the tiger stripes just like the when if you put fire stripes yeah. down the side of your car it does actually go faster really yeah just okay. like just like these props <laughs> Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They're clearly better because yeah. of the, uh, the design of the flames on them and black flames. But surely then also the and the color. What colors do we need for the wavelength of the color and stuff? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the wavelength. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, interesting. But I'm, I'm definitely going to check out those props, Seth. That sounds quite interesting. That you've you've actually managed to get a four minute flight out with those on. Yeah. The. Uh, the yellow ones here with the the dots on them. These are actually a polycarbonate version for they um, say race and freestyle on them. There, they're a little bit more flexible. Right. They're four and a half grams. And the blue yeah. ones with the flames are their race version. They're a glass nylon. They're a lot stiffer. So these are supposed to hold up at high throttle a lot better than the other ones. Right. But these are well, about five grams here. Five grams. Okay. That's interesting. So the five gram ones, are they comparable to a cyclone? Do they come in about five grams or the cyclone's a little heavier still? Uh, the cyclone's 5.1. This is the V2 here, 5.1 or 5.2. And these are just a little bit lower, the, right. the race one. But the, the polycarbonate one's definitely like 0.6 grams lighter. But cyclones are pretty tough, I've found. You can bend them back into shape if you need to yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I, I deck mine pretty hard last night. And just bent a prop back and went fine again. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good. That's my favorite prop at the minute. I love the cyclones, but I'll yeah, definitely check out I those. What, what are the name of those boomerang shaped props? 
these are the Azure Power right here. A-Z-U-R-E Power. Uh, I'm testing them for a video hopefully out soon, maybe this weekend. Awesome. But, um, yeah, and uh, you've got I mean, from what I've found. Like, Sorry, go on, go on, uh, Seth. What are you saying? Nice. Uh, I've only ever broke one of the cyclones. I actually shattered a few at the hubs from hitting tree branches, but it was like five degrees out. But they um, they feel a lot. The material feels very similar to these, so hopefully these are pretty durable. Yeah, that's that. I heard that thing's got to punish you. The uh, polycarbonate were supposed to be a lot tougher, weren't they? So I think when people were saying that they shatter easily, I think they were maybe getting the blue ones. Yeah. So yeah, I'd like to try some, but I think they came out as a people were advertising with quite a premium price, and props to Kimberly items. So I, I I didn't actually get any myself yet. They were hard to find. But. And Tony, what props are you racing with at the minute? Because you must, uh, I, I'm guessing you probably go through more props than the average man. I'm um, Cyclone still. V1s. Cyclone V1s? V1? Yep. Well, they're the 5045s, aren't they? I, I do like them. That's the one I fly at the moment. I haven't yeah. tried the V2s yet. I'm getting some new weird props sent to me soon to test. Have you seen them? They're the, um, the like centrifuge. Way more powerful. Force. Yeah, the V2s have, have yeah, they've got that they've more pitch at the root. There's definitely uh, uh, more power out of those. But I think I've I found on the the higher KV motors, the V1s are a little bit. Uh, I think they work out a little better. Um, but on my 2300 KV, the V2s are just wonderful. Love them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what KV motors are you running, Tony? On those um, race quads of twenty three at the moment, and my freestyle um, race is twenty four thousand. The F forty Pro. Right. Okay. F forty. Yeah. yeah. You haven't had any durability like issues with those, have you? Those F forties, because uh, I know a few uh, people. No, no. They've been all right. Yeah. Cause they've I've, been I've, running really nice. I've been seeing a few people having problems with the uh, the, the bells shearing off um, on the F40s, but I'm um, not racing them, darling them, so I don't crash as much. Right. I have crashed with them, but nothing bad. Because I'm not really a freestyle pilot. <laughs> oh, are you going to upload some of this freestyle? I think I think we need to be the judge of that, actually. So. It's time to it's upload. It's on my YouTube. Oh, combinations. Have a look. Okay. It's called the Schizo Experience. So experience. Was that the name of it? We might Schizo get some footage. my latest one on my YouTube. Yeah, have a look. See what you think. Excellent. We shall have a have a look and uh, and maybe we should be setting you some uh, setting you some freestyle maneuvers to. Um, to work your way through. Is there any particular well, trick that, uh, um, to get through? Sorry? Is there any particular tricks you've managed to, to get through or, or working on at the minute? You know uh, upside down inverted yaw spin? Yeah. I could never do them using little B um, 
ESCs and I just changed the ESCs and it's I seem to be able to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's like a placebo. You just I believe you can do it now. Yeah. You can do anything, Tony. I, I love it. I love the idea of that. The ESCs were holding me back. I'm getting okay. Send them to NJ. Send them to NJ and we'll see if it <laughs> transfers. Yeah, I'll stick them on my one of my quads. I don't know. It might be going from. Um, Two ten plastic quads to the carbon Revo. It's quite a lot lighter, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just better yeah. with them. Yeah, I'm. Ta I'm taking a closer look at that that Revo um, at the minute, and uh, yeah, it's a really interesting, really interesting quad with the uh, the arms flipped uh, for for less drag. Be very very interesting to see how that flies, but I, yeah, I don't know. Um, how it's going to freestyle that's kind of that's the i just all i can see is that cable that goes all the way around the quad it's just it's going to hook onto something some tree way up in the sky yeah the tree branch yeah, yeah. cool, yeah. but yeah. you know to call yeah. if it does get caught up yeah that's very true yeah because it won't be me climbing it i'm not a tree climber at all no i'll just stand and climb anything <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not very good. Uh, I'm not very good at climbing trees at all. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how many people. Um, BS, BMS web guys put that video up where they, they all their favourite spots. They hide a. They get a load of tree branches and zip tie them all together to make one massive long uh, tree for retrieving quads, and then they hide it somewhere at all their favourite spots, so that everywhere <laughs> they go fly, they've got a special retrieval tool. Oh, that's quite that's good. Good use of reptiles as well. Zip ties, rather. Yeah, very, very interesting. So, have you got well, a? Apparently, uh, apparently oh. Smokey off the line with his Revo is really quick. People, other people, were saying it's really quick off the line. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So it's it's yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can see why. I can definitely see why. I think it, with that quad mounted this way, you know, at 90 degrees, that thing is going to absolutely fly without a doubt. I can, I can well yeah. believe it. Um, so, yeah, very, very interested. I'll have to think carefully about the setup for that one um, and what I'm going to put on it. But, it may yeah. be worth doing, the, you know, the 4-in-1 on that just to keep the arms really clean because I've got my ESCs on the, my arms. But like they're really tiny ESCs, but my next one I want to do arms. Yeah, I, I was thinking that actually that would look definitely cleaner or some way to get the ESCs sort of into the body um, because the cleaner yeah, you can keep those arms, the right better. In. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, I've been oh, deducted another, another point. Another, well, no, another one died. Oh, I thought we were. We're gonna have a casualty-free rest of the show, but no, doing so well. Yeah. Such a sad day. <laughs> Has anyone else got this problem? I have too many devices to mute in my house. Um, well, you, you know that earlier when you get in the feedback loops, that was when I had my problems. But that was before the show. So. That's it. Yeah. If, I, if I mute everything in here, all it means is I'll just hear something from further away in another room. But there's always something going on. Like you, you can't I'll get away what, from. If you give me a switch. If you give me your switch, then uh, and all your problems will go away. Well, that's never going to happen. That's me. Ah, another one. Oh, that wasn't me. 
my uh, schizo experience <laughs> video for you, NJ. Oh, right, that's your... Uh, okay, all right, I shall... By the way, Striker FPV says he can do uh, inverted your spins on his little beast, so... To the supplier. Yeah, yeah it, might, it might have been the firmware version, Tony. The, the anti your yeah. <laughs> firmware version you were running at the time. Yeah. Uh, How yeah, do you go for uh, ordering parts over in uh, where you're at then? If you're so remote, do you... Is it you no know, troubles? You just have mail order, everything turns up with snow and everything? How is your delivery? Uh, uh, I wear a lot of stuff from Banggood if I if um, a local um, shop doesn't have because I have no uh, local hobby shop. I wear everything online, uh, but a lot of Pirate Flip RC, Get FPV, FPV headquarters, they get stuff to me in three days. Oh wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. Very, that's very very good. Although I think that the local hobby shop is uh, is much of a miss now. I don't think I haven't seen a local. Yeah, there's not much they have anymore. Yeah, they're all disappearing for online retailers. Um, that's mm. just kind of the way that that things have evolved. But um, yeah, stuff. It's amazing how fast stuff can arrive from very far away. But uh, yeah, that's the way it is. I think stuff from China, when I get sent stuff over from like Banggood or Gearbest, it's, it's usually priority mail at least at least a week before it gets to us. Um, but yeah, if, yeah in three days, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, sometimes people pay for it in really less than a week and then they get stung by import duties by the couriers in this country. Yes, indeed. Yes, you pay yeah. twice for getting it quick over here from China. I, I have no issue at all with with ever having to pay import duties as you should. You know that's that's part of uh, the, the the commerce and commerce. I mean, even, things work in our even, country, but what I what I do resent is when Royal Mail will say you owe thirty pence of uh, thirty pence of, of of VAT on this product, and here's our nine pound fifty handling charge for doing so. Um, you know, things like that are a little bit annoying, but uh, you know, I guess they have to make it up somewhere for those that slip the net. Obviously, I always, for, for my hobby parts that I've uh, ordered over the years from many suppliers from the US and everywhere, they always devalued it because obviously I was just paying good money for a less value product. But that's what, that was, you know, unwritten rule, wasn't it? Of how it works. Can't you just write toys on the packaging and gifts. then you don't get the gift? Yeah. I get so many gifts from China and so many gifts from America. <laughs> gifts yeah. from China. Sounds like a prog rock uh, <laughs> album. Uh, yeah, well, maybe that is done. Well, on that note, is there anything else? Oh, there is a news story, actually. When you're flying your, your quads, you better look out for three million pound anti-drone defenses. I don't know. Three million, three million dollars. Wow. No, it's dollars, isn't it? Yeah, if, if you're flying, you do run the risk. It's mainstream news now of your drone being shot out by a Patriot missile. That's so awesome. A Patriot <laughs> missile? $3.7 million. £3.7 million. Pounds. Is that what Each it was? missile, yeah. Is it actually called a Patriot missile? What a great name. It was a US ally. I don't know who actually pressed the button to fire <laughs> and for what reason this drone was... Uh, is doing but yeah i can't remember where i read about it was a, a silenced gun uh called called the diplomat or something 
the Redeemer. Yeah, it's some genius names for, for, for weaponry out there. Excellent, but yeah, um, great to have you on. Uh, great to have you on, Seth. And and for anyone who hasn't uh, checked out uh, your channel once again, that's uh, the RC Addict, right? And I type the YouTube.com, the RC Addict. Just double check that. I'll paste that in the link for everyone to get it. Check them out. There's some great videos. Yeah, fantastic stuff. I can spell. Yes. Well, on that note, we do thank everyone for joining and listening in. It has been yet another fun field. Thank you, Seth, from all the way in the US. On satellite internet, it held up very well. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's thank a lot you of to fun. the NJ. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some flying in with this sunny weather. Otherwise, everything's going to end up pink. Internet's, my internet has been playing up. I didn't hear that. If anyone had me. Thank you all for tuning in. Tony, everyone, you have been listening to Let's Train Out. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. And now we have to just find the button. You know what, Jack, by the way, you know, I, I need to say this actually, Jack. For a while, I never realized how much work you do to get this show on the road every week. And it was good to see you in the chat room. So I, I'm starting to realize exactly what you need to do. Well done for keeping it running so long. And thank you all for listening. Bye. It's quite hard.